Welcome to the Hot Level Podcast. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I'm standing in Dodger Stadium. Uh, just Jay just trying to remain calm before the start of this huge series uh, for, for the Padres against the Dodgers. My boss, Jay Posner, uh, back there in San Diego. Uh, Jay, um, before we get to the Padres and, and what's left and, and all that, the Dodgers are two and a half games up in the West, and, and I just wanted to know your thoughts on this. The, the Padres manipulated their their, their uh, rotation, at least uh, for two of the rookies. They will start three rookies, Eric Lauer, Jacob Nix, and Joey Lucchese. They had to sort of maneuver things around to make sure Eric Lauer started tonight and Joey Lucchese started Sunday. And the reason for that is they want them to pitch here in front of, you know, what should be a fairly full Dodger Stadium with sort of playoff implications. They want, they're basically trying to borrow the, the Dodgers' playoff intensity. And now, look, I get it. That's kind of trite, a little bit lame. Um, but but basically, it's it's basically all they have. Are you buying it? Sure. Why not? I I, I was kind of wondering where you were going when you when you came on and called it a big series for the Padres. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, where where am I? What year is this? Did we did we jump ahead two years already or more? Um, no, we jumped back twenty five or twenty or twenty five or whatever it might be. So. Uh, no, I, I think this. I, you wrote about this last week, and and when the Padres talked about it, that this was going to happen, and I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, why not? Why not see what these kids can do in an atmosphere like this? Um, Eric Lauer, I, I believe, has had two very good starts against the Dodgers. Is that right? Um, he has, and he uh, he's already got like Dodger fever, meaning you know he he understands. He he channels the uh, San Diego's dislike of Los Angeles, right? Know? So, you know, and let's see Jacob Nix uh, out there. Now, they are facing different pitchers. The Dodgers have, have flip-flopped their original Friday-Saturday starters. Uh, Ross Stripling will start tonight, Friday, and Rich Hill will go tomorrow, and then Ryu is on Sunday. So the uh, Padres will not see Kershaw or Walker Bueller. Um, but I, I think it's a good thing to, you know, if it takes manufacturing something to, yeah, to make these games big, I, I'm sure it's appreciated in uh, in Colorado that the Padres are treating this as a as a big deal and and uh, and probably in in St. Louis uh, as well. So uh, why not why not tell these kids, hey, this is a big game, and, and let's see how you perform in these uh, in this situation. The Dodgers are playing extremely well uh, right now. That in fact, it all started um, with the series against the Padres a month ago. They swept that series in L.A. They were four and a half back at the time, uh, so now they're two and a half up. They're eighteen and seven since that point, and and they seem to be rolling toward the playoffs. and And let's be honest, I was like, their run differential is plus one fifty six. The Rockies is minus nine. I mean, even factoring in the Coors Field and all that kind of stuff, how is this race even close to begin with? When the Dodgers have have those kind of numbers. Well, I know you saw Dylan Hernandez's uh, column in, in the LA Times, uh, and there was an interesting quote from Kenley Jansen in there talking about how the Padres don't care about this series. They're going to go on. Uh, they're already thinking about their vacations, which, by the way, is true, and you kind of can't blame them. Um, they've known that October was vacation month for months. Um, but I do but think it's different. They're not I, focused. I, right. I was going to say, I do think it's different <laughs> saying they're looking ahead to vacation and that means they don't care. I, I, I would be surprised if the Padres don't care. I mean, I, I was there on Wednesday night. 
They fell behind three to nothing, uh, just about the worst way imaginable on on Wednesday night. You know, Robbie Erlin sets up the whole inning to get out of trouble by only having to retire a 120 hitting pitcher, and he, instead he gives up a three run double. So I think you know at that point, if you're saying a team doesn't care, they could go on to lose. You know, I don't know, 21 to three or something uh, yep. <laughs> like that to, to just pick a number out of the blue from some past game. Um, but instead, the Padres came back. They scored five runs in the in the bottom of that inning. Uh, they ended up, you know, blowing it open in the eighth on a on a homer by Freddie Galvis, who I guess said he lifted uh, before the game to, to get that, <laughs> that extra foot of strength that he needed, uh, you know, as opposed to the previous night. So I, I don't think it's fair to say that the Padres don't care. And I will say this, if the Padres get swept this weekend, which I don't think would be an outrageous result to expect, given that the Dodgers are, you know, whatever it is, 25 <laughs> games better than they are and, yeah. and you know, playing for, for a spot in the postseason and all that. I, I don't think that that suddenly implies that the pot, now we'll have to see how the games play out, but I don't think that you just suddenly say, well, see, Kenley Jansen was right. They didn't care. They might have just been outplayed. I mean, that's usually yeah. what happens when they play the Dodgers <laughs> is they get outplayed. They're 4-12 they're and 12 against the Dodgers this year. And if you, and if you just count games played in the U.S., they're two and eleven. <laughs> so we, we only we only count games played in the U.S. Today. Well, I, I I kind of <laughs> yeah. think of us both as so worldly, Kevin, that that I think we should count the games that were played in Mexico as well. Okay, okay, and we we should actually count them as home games, like the Padres do. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the other thing about that, and this is to go to your your you know sort of rhetorical question, but I'll answer anyway uh, about the NL West races. <laughs> Kenley Jansen in this Dylan Hernandez column uh, sort of theorized that it's just too easy for the Dodgers. They're, they're so talented, they can turn it on, and that's sort of tripped them up. It's gotten in their way. So I, I guess that's as good a theory as any, since there really is no other explanation as to how the Dodgers aren't running away with this thing. Well, I mean, I'm certainly from a number standpoint, <laughs> there's no explanation, so I, I don't know what it is. I mean, if you're a, a Pythagorean a guy, to use the stat that Baseball Reference has uh, on its site every day, the Dodgers' uh, Pythagorean is 93-60, and 60, so they're eight games worse in actuality. <laughs> than the numbers say that they should be. By by point of reference, the Padres are one game worse than they than their they should be based on their run differential that at sixty one and ninety two. Which and let's remember the Padres still need to win two games to get to not lose a hundred games, which we all know they don't care about. Two of nine. Two of nine. Is two correct. of nine. That is so, that is correct. Six game road trip. Three at home against Arizona, which is no longer a factor, um, even though the rookies will pitch against them uh, next weekend uh, at home. They wrap it up at Petco Park. Um, you know, hey, the Dodgers bullpen uh, struggled for a while, uh, but that's still like they had some. They went through a stretch where they weren't scoring runs, so it has been uh, a perplexing team. I love Jay that you pointed out. Like, like it very well get swept the Padres here. Uh, it's not because they were thinking about vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, now they could go out. I, I certainly don't expect, and we haven't seen it from this team uh, or even previous, uh, a lot of previous teams that the Padres have had uh, that have been poor, which I, I guess is most of them recently. But but it does seem like they've played through to the, to pretty much the end of the season. This is not a team that has, has started vacation early. Um, but again, it doesn't mean they can't get beat three in a row by a, by a better team. Uh, this is all the Dodgers are wrapping up their home schedule this weekend. I would assume that, as you said, the, the stands will probably be full uh, 
um, you know, all weekend. They go to, I think it's Arizona and San Francisco. Um, and honestly, this place this. is as good an atmosphere as any. I mean, really, when uh, at least for me this year going around, and look, I used to cover this team a long time ago, um, and until they are out of it, uh, it's, and certainly as the closer it gets to October, when this team, the Dodgers, is good, uh, it's, a, it's a giant stadium by ballpark standards. Sure. And, uh you know, there's a lot of people here, so when you call it a bandwagon town, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think Dodger fans get a little bit of a bad rap in that sense. I mean, you know, I, I think if you look at most stadiums, and Petco's included, the seats mm-hmm. aren't, the seats, everybody who's going to the game is not there in the first inning, and everybody who went to the game is not there in the ninth inning. I mean, I, I, so I think just to say, well, Dodger fans get there late and, and leave early, I think that's the case in most places. You know, and there's obviously reasons for it, but it is it is an atmosphere that can get loud there. There's a lot of people that are there. Uh, Lord knows they crank up the volume on that PA system to ridiculous levels. I I really hope Petco never becomes Petco has its own faults in terms of noise and artificial, you know, pumping up and that sort of thing. But it's nothing like. Dodger Stadium, and I, I would hope I w- that that that's not the future of baseball. I, I will tell you this: you you are one hundred percent right. And we're going to sound like get off our lawn, guys. I, I was I just it. thinking and, the and, same and, thing. Right, and there's some things that there's some things that that um, I wouldn't do at Petco or even other ballparks, but I get it that that's kind of the way that it needs to be. Now it's 2018, and and some of them uh, have kind of grown on me, and that's cool. That's great. You and I would probably go to a ballpark and, and just like to watch a game. That's not what the reality is, okay? But here at Dodger Stadium, where they Gosh, it just doesn't seem like they have to do that. It is so obnoxious and <laughs> awful. And I'm telling you, by comparison, Petco, uh, as you know, you've been both places. It's kind of what you were saying. But I'll, I'll expand it out. Uh, Petco's in, in the top tier of the ballparks I've been to in, in, in terms of not being overly cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Really? There, there's a good bar for you. <laughs> the che- well, it, whether it's what- cheesy or not. so. Yeah, it is. It's a compliment, not overly, not overly cheesy. So, um, what what else? This weekend, uh, or this week, I should say, you wrote uh, about Fran Mill Reyes and Hunter Renfro, and and especially about Reyes. But what? what, And I wanted to get to that in terms of what the what the Padres are facing. I saw some comments on the story. (laughs) <laughs> or at least on on Twitter about it, and people saying, "Well, let's you know, we should just keep both of them." Um, where do you what do you think about keeping both? I mean, there's obviously the bonus, the positives to keeping both is that both have tremendous power, um, uh-huh. and you know, you kind of feel like maybe you're not out of a game when these guys are coming up to the plate. The negatives, at least as I look at it as Reyes is not a good outfielder. Uh, he's he works hard, as you've pointed out, but he's never going to uh-huh. be even probably a good outfielder. Renfro goes through stretches where he looks okay. Other stretches where he doesn't look great. I, I would call, I mean, to me, he seems sort of an average. I haven't looked at the, at the numbers. He seems like he an average a lot better, Jay. outfielder. He has gotten, uh, if you look at his overall season numbers, you'd go, eh, it's, latter part of August to now. And, and look, he was playing left field. He's, he's, uh, he's figuring it out. I'm not saying he's great, but he has been, making catches that you go, oh, well, he's making those every night now, and they were a, you know, they felt like a 50-50 proposition uh, three months ago. So the, so, so the larger point is, would you feel comfortable going forward with a lineup that had both of those guys in it, you know, uh, 130 or 140 nights a year? Sure, absolutely, and that may happen. I would feel comfortable. Now, 
there's there's a lot of things to consider because you know Will Myers might be untradeable, right? And well, certainly without taking certainly without right. I guess without taking a crappy return or or eating a lot of money, right? Right. So if you're in the business though of, and that's not to say they wouldn't do that. That's not what I think they're in the business of doing now. They're they're in the business of trying to get better. And by the way, they think that a healthy Will Myers is is a really good player, and and they also think he's primarily an outfielder, uh, regardless of what we're going to be watching and what they're going to say over the course of the next couple weeks. Um, so you got to fill fit him in there somewhere. They have to decide in October what they're doing with the Manny Margot project. Um, and, you know, the defense of Fran Mill, like you pointed out. I mean, there's just a lot of things. Now, here's the other thing. And let me tell you something. Petco Park was thick with scouts this last homestand. Do you know why they were there? To watch Hunter Renfro and Fran Mill Reyes. And you know where most of them were from? The American League. Right. That makes there, a lot of sense, obviously. market for these guys. And when, when I write that the Padres are open to trading one or both, what it means is, and I, I, I sort of thought this was self-evident, is if the return is enough. Um, and, and I believe I've written that before. Maybe I didn't write it in the friend meal uh, story, but it's, it's not just like, this isn't trading like, oh, he's gotten good. We're going to try to get some prospects. This is, well, if we package player A, B, and C, and we are to get a number one or a number two starter, or we are to get a third baseman, which we need, then I am all for exploring those types of scenarios. No, I, I can see that, and and then I can also see whichever whichever I'll, I'll go into the San Diego sports fan mode here. Whichever player or players get <laughs> traded away from here are going to become stars. It's going to be like Anthony Rizzo all over again, and you know, and that's it, I guess maybe we're just we're so used to that happening here. I, I would hope that, because it's happened because it's happened before, but you would hope that that would not be the case this year for the team, you know, or in the future for this team that maybe they can't operate that way. No, but I that, mean, that I think I, I, I agree. I mean, they yeah. traded away Trey, you know, look, one of the first moves AJ made was to trade away Trey Turner. Um, you know, maybe the center fielder issue wouldn't be an issue now if Trey Turner <laughs> was here and they wouldn't have the Will Myers problem and they wouldn't yep. have Jose. And I guess the, they wouldn't have Jose Castillo, although I'm not sure you would necessarily say, Oh, okay. I'd make that trade anyway, but, no, I mean you have to be able to make you have to be able to make moves and be confident in your ability to judge yep. players, but you also have to understand how fans are going to think about it, uh, which well, is to assume the worst. Absolutely fair reaction until they show that you know, um, regardless of what happens when Fran Reyes goes to you know the American League. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm theorizing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player or players they got in return were worth it. That Until they show that, then we can talk about Trey Turner and Anthony Rizzo and, you know, to some extent, even all the salary dumping trades. I mean, that's just a long history, um, and, and that's completely fair for the media, for the fans to, uh, to talk about. Yeah, I mean, so, I, think, I think what you want more of is the, the trade with the Royals last year. Uh, oh, yeah. We know, writing you... about that early in the year where, uh, gosh darn it, just as you said that, uh, Matt Strom being the, the, the key piece, mm-hmm. who I believe uh, they very much want to put in their rotation at the start of next year. Um, but uh, the kid down in, uh, it's not Jason Rosario, uh, but uh, Estuary Ruiz, Ruiz. Who is, mm-hmm. uh, they believe sort of a, a, a super Jankowski. 
um, <laughs> at, at the very least, um, is what they believe. And so that's the kind of trade where the Royals were trying to make a last uh, chance uh, effort there at uh, you know their their window, and they took a few relievers off the Padres' hands. The Padres took a little salary. Uh, the Royals ate a little salary, and the Padres have a couple pieces. These are the kind of guys that. If the Padres are ever good, we look back and go, hey, there was a good trade. Well, we'll forgive you, Brian Mitchell. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, there you have it. Um, and so, I'm going to get ready now for the Eric Lauer start, uh, the Dodger killer, uh, relatively speaking, uh, Eric Lauer, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, and we will be back talking with you again on Monday, I believe it is, and you will have... Uh, Made your way to San Francisco for one last uh, yes, one course. last visit to AT and T Park for uh, for the season and 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 visiting the, with the Seagulls there who will be eagerly uh, uh, awaiting the end of each game as they always are. <laughs> so we will uh, and then uh, then home for the final three. Uh, but before that, the uh, the futures game there, right? That's right on on Thurs- next Thursday? Thursday night next week on the off night for the uh, for the big league club. But we'll uh, we'll talk off. a little bit more about that next week. And until All then. Right. Enjoy your weekend, Kevin. Thank you very much, Jay. Thanks for joining us.